Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome, friends. Walt and I want to say thank you. Thank you to you who have been listening to Walk With God. You know, this is actually the beginning of our third year, over 100 episodes. Wait, wait, how many have we done? I know. Um, And, you know, we've loved it. It's been work, but it's been such an encouragement to us even in our marriage relationship, working through passages of Scripture. Yeah, and you know, Brenda and I have been teaching for for many, many, many years, but for most of that time, we've not been teaching together, and so this has been a joy. It's also been a challenge at times as we we work our way through passages. (laughs) Those little squabbles once in a while, and it's like, oh, okay, we need to get on the same page. we don't have squabbles. (laughs) Well, when you work together, you've got got to work through the the my my way my way no your way <laughs> mm. but we are encouraged because we have several thousand listeners now in 49 countries and you are one of those listeners and we thank you and we want to invite you to peruse the archives and listen to some of the past episodes if you've missed them if there's a particular bible study that you'd like to listen to and and work through a passage because we often teach through a book of a bible we've we've done topics we've done the names of god but by teaching through a book of the bible We want to emphasize Bible study methods to help you because you can read God's word and understand it. But then beyond that is the desire to apply God's truth to our daily lives. And we refer to this portion of our podcast as head to heart. And that's so important for each of us. We want to be doers of God's word, not hearers only. Well, today, we will begin a new season called Living Water. You know, while the central topic will be water, Walt and I will walk through select passages of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation over the coming weeks. And you know, in some ways, this is an easy task. In other ways, it's difficult because there's over 600 references to water in the Bible, and many of these verses have, have really great significance and important lessons for each of us to learn. And perhaps the pinnacle of this study is found in John 4.14. Welton, I've been reading it and meditating on this verse where Jesus says to the Samaritan woman at a well, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And even as we talk about this topic of water, um, my first um, college degree was in education, but I, I have a certificate to teach biology and general science. And, and what we learn there is the importance of water for our daily lives, for our physical well-being. But water also paints a, a clear picture for each of us to, to understand the depth of our brokenness and our deep spiritual needs. You know, as far as our physical well-being, there are millions of articles available online about water, its importance to life. 
uh, to plant life, to animal life, to human life. We all need water. And for example, uh, 60 to 70% of our body weight is water. And there are many reasons why water is so important to human health. Uh, The list is long. Uh, Water aids in digestion. Water improves the skin health. Uh, Water improves brain function and improves our our moods. Uh, Water helps us fight sickness, and the list goes on and on. But for this study, we will focus on the spiritual connection to water, and we'll see passages where God miraculously provides water, even in the desert wilderness. We'll see passages of Scripture where God's power overcomes the might of water, And then we'll look at others where the value of water pales in comparison to God's spiritual provision. And even as we get to this, um, this is kind of my first head to heart. I was just thinking about this soon. Um, I'll have been a believer for 45 years. Wow. Yeah. And um, and what it struck me, even as we started the study and we started lining out the passages we want to address, is that how God can take a very common concept, water, and he can infuse it with deep spiritual significance. You know, God's word is amazing that way. Um, as a new believer, I learned important first lessons about water, um, lessons where Jesus was on the water on the Sea of Galilee, and he spoke, and his words were more powerful than the wind and the waves, than, than water. And then I went on to study at Bible college and on to seminary, and more deep meaning and significance was developed in the way God's Word utilizes this important topic. You know, Brenda, we, earlier we were talking about and, and, and just thanking God. What does it look like to praise God that, that here's some truths that are so simple, a child or even a new believer can understand them. And yet they're so deep and they're so complex in their meaning that that scholars can plumb their depths for years. And and that's what we hope to do over these coming weeks is to really dig into some of these um, amazing stories found in the Bible about water. And we'll start with the first one. Yeah. And, you know, as you're giving that statement right there, well, I am, my heart is just filled with praise and I have been getting so excited over these last couple of weeks when you know, we decided we were going to teach on water. And it seems so simple, you know, H2O, right? We've we've studied it. But we are going to start in the beginning. So let's go to Genesis 1. We see God created in the very beginning, water is part of God's creative plan and his design. So let me read a few verses in this opening chapter in Genesis In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven, 
and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. What we see here in these opening verses of Genesis 1, God is in the beginning. And this name here for God is Elohim, the God of creation. God alone is eternal. He is powerful. He is creative. He was in the beginning, and God spoke, let there be. And it's so interesting that as it began, verse 2 tells us the earth was without form. The earth was void. It was formless. It was empty, surrounded in darkness. But the text tells us it was covered with water. You know, the Spirit of God accomplished the work of Elohim. He was the one who accomplished God. Elohim spoke the words. And on the second day of creation, we are told that the Spirit of God separated the waters. How? The under the expanse and above the expanse. And then we say, because we're students of the word, we're asking these questions, who, what, where, when, how, what is the expanse? And verse 8 clearly states, it is heaven. And you know, Brenda, even as you're reading that, there are so many observations we could make from these first eight verses. Yeah, books all of have, our, our who, what, where, when, oh why, how. <laughs> books have been written about these first verses in the book of Genesis. But just a couple of, of more observations. In verse 2, it says, the earth was without form and void. And even in the Hebrew there, it's it's interesting because Moses later will use this word without form or formless to describe a wasteland in Deuteronomy 32. And, and so, so there was, the, the earth was not at this point yet fruitful. It's, it's a wasteland. And God dividing the water and producing of dry land, um, this occurs and, and that changes this wasteland. So as we continue on in our text on, on day three, God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and, and let the dry land appear. And it was so, and God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good, and God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. And a second time, this is the first time, this is the, the time where God saw that it was good. This Not only this separation of the land from the seas, but the providing of vegetation. See, no longer is it a wasteland. Now it no longer is, is it formless and void. It now has form, and it not only has form, it has life. And then there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And we see glimpses of, of this mighty power of God to separate the waters from the land uh, throughout Scripture. I'm, I'm reminded of Psalm 33, 7, where it reads, And he, God, gathers the waters of the sea as a heap, and he puts the deeps in storehouse. And that's already been there in Genesis 1, the deep, this, these waters that are deep, but, but they're now contained to a storehouse. They're, they're now in seas. You know, when we go to Israel, one of the phrases that we repeat often is, 
where there is water, there is life. Well, the other big phrase we always repeat is, are you drinking your water? Are you drinking your water, (laughs) right? Especially especially (laughs) as we go in there in the spring and summer and fall, are you drinking your water? Right. Because it's so important because not only can it be very hot in Israel in those seasons, there's also very, very low humidity, and especially as we travel into the Judean wilderness and south, it is really dry. And we're reminding them where there's water, there's life, drink water. You know, we talk about the, the water, there's more rainfall, there's more precipitation in the north as you stay close to the Mediterranean, and then as you go up in elevation. As a matter of fact, the far north, Mount Hermon, gets well over 40 inches of rain a year because it's high in elevation. The tops of Mount Hermon go up 8, 9, and even to 10,000 feet above sea level. It's still very close to the Mediterranean and, and that up in elevation, and it's the far north. And then as you see, even as we drive south, we see the, the amount of rainfall, the amount of water that hits the earth decreases. You go south. And as you go away from the Mediterranean into the Judean wilderness and you go down in elevation, remember um, Israel has the lowest elevation, the Dead Sea area, it's it's almost 1,400 feet below sea level. It is unbelievably low and gets so little water. And then one other thing, as we said, and we tell people, drink your water. Um, we tell them to look for living water. And we'll tell about more that there's different kinds of water and how important that is. And they knew that, but the importance of living water, water that is flowing, water that comes out of springs and, and goes into to rivers, that helps us. Even as we will look at the imagery of a place, of a verse like Psalm 23, where the Lord comforts us when he talks about us being like sheep and that he's going to shepherd us beside still waters, beside living waters, but waters that are calm and and, and, and are not dangerous. Yeah, and I, um, I'm just caught right now by the impact of water in our life. And, it, you know, it seems like something is so simple, but we know of different, mission trips, different projects around the world that try to and work to provide healthy, safe water for people in other countries. And we often take that for granted because we live in the United States and we go and we turn on the faucet. But but we have people listening in countries where you don't take water for granted. And so this we pray, will even be um, a comfort to you to know that water is part of God's plan and part of his provision for you in your life. And we pray that that will be true. When we think of Genesis 1, in the beginning, God, Elohim, the God of creation, created. He spoke, he said, and it happened. And so I'm reminded in Psalm 29.3, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over many waters. And even as you're saying that, again, I'm, I'm, I'm brought back to my first memories my, of, of waters. Jesus on the Sea of Galilee and him speaking and the storm and the wind and the waves became calm. That, that the, the voice of the Lord, the voice of Jesus is over the waters. That he is God and he has glory and he has power over many waters. And I 
think as we get ready to close this first lesson in living water, I hope that even this topic has grabbed your heart, uh, that, that you see a picture of who our God is, that water was there in the beginning, that he separated, he has an expanse above and an expanse under, and then he specifically put the water in a place, as Walt said, and called it the seas, but he has then the dry land. And this was all in preparation for the many plants, the creatures that we're going to see develop that are created and come and are put in uh, their safe place. Mm -hmm. And so as we come to the end of this first lesson, we pray that you'll just look over Genesis 1, that you'll take time to praise the God of creation, praise Elohim. And as I say that, let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the God of creation. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are Elohim. You spoke and the heavens came forth and you put the dry land in place and you put the water in place and called it the sea. All of creation, all of the heavens declare your glory and majesty. And so today we want to take time and pause before you and offer up our praise to you, our thanksgiving to you, because you are the God of wonders. You are the Lord of heaven and earth. We want to worship you. And even as we think of something very simple in our lives as water, we recognize that you use that in your plan of creation. And so we praise you today, God of wonders, the God of creation, Elohim. Amen. And until we come together once again, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.